Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Good morning, and welcome to Faith with Father. This is Tim Perry, your host, and we're taping on-site in Amherst, Ohio, at St. Joseph Rectory with Father Michael Dank. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Thanks for having us uh, to the rectory. It's uh, very quiet here. We're continuing our discussion uh, of the UCAT and the sacraments. Actually, today we're going to talk about uh, the Holy Mass. And question 213 asks, what elements are essential to a Holy Mass? At every Holy Mass, there's two essential elements, the, the two main parts. And the, the first is the Liturgy of the Word, and the second is the Liturgy of the Eucharist. So you'll notice at Mass that there's... there's um, kind of a, a, a separate structure there. The first part, the whole first half, is, is all listening to the Word of God. And then the second is, is the Liturgy of the Eucharist, where we receive the Eucharist. Now, the wonderful thing is, as with all sacraments, they both go hand in hand, Word and sacrament. So at every sacrament, we hear Scripture. At baptisms, at weddings, at, at every, every sacrament, we, we hear the Word of God. And so at the Eucharist, we spend the, the first part listening to the word of god and we hear a reading from the old testament from the psalms from the new testament and from the gospel now the wonderful thing is god wants to give himself to us during the liturgy of the word i think sometimes people go to mass and they just wait to receive communion you know it's like all right we get through these readings and then i get to receive the body of christ but the reality is if we go and we actually listen and just want to to hear him speak to us you know God, say something to me, whatever's going on in your life. When, when the word of God is proclaimed, it is, it is always new and always um, alive. And so if you listen, God will speak to you in the, in the liturgy of the, the word and, uh, and reveal himself to you in that way. So that's, you know, when people say, why do, we go to, why do I have to go to Mass on Sunday? Well, first of all, it's to receive, to hear his word proclaimed in the community and then to receive him in the body of Christ. So the liturgy, the word, as, as I said, we get to hear these readings from our tradition, but these readings aren't just like a history book. When we hear these readings proclaimed in the liturgy, uh, uh, in the Mass, they become God's living word. So it's God speaking to us today. It's God speaking to you at this very moment, the words that you long and need and want to hear. I know one of the things I love about going to daily Mass is hearing the preached Word of God. And I notice several times, and I've gone to daily Mass since I was in grade school. So mm. for over 40 years, I've yeah. been going to daily Mass. And, and I consider it an honor and a privilege to be able to do so. But I notice sometimes when I hear some readings, it's almost like it's the first time I've heard it or... Maybe it's the first time I heard it that way or thought of it that way. And I'd like to think that every day that I go to Mass and listen to the preached Word of God and receive Jesus in the Eucharist, that hopefully a little bit more of me becomes a part of him and he becomes more a part of right. me. And that, that we become more united. So I'd like to think that when I hear a reading, I really pay attention to the readings uh, 
and it sounds new to me. I like to think that maybe because I'm growing in my faith with Christ, I'm growing closer to Christ, that maybe those readings are actually changing me and, and helping me to grow and develop as, as a Christian. Yeah, man. and that's the reality, that every time we go, we are different. We're, we're different, and the, the Word speaks to us at that very moment. So how old were you when you first went to daily Mass? I was in second grade, so right. that was about six or seven years and, old. And you heard, I don't know, say whatever scripture reading you heard back then. It's got to be, it's got to have a whole new meaning to you now. You know, after all this life experience that you've had and you hear the word of God, there's something else that will touch you or, or speak to you in a way that he never spoke to you before. Mm-hmm. So the second part, after we get through uh, listening to the word of God, Usually there's a homily, and I, I know I like a homily where the priest explains what we just heard, mm-hmm. what we just listened to. Yeah. And in some cases, because there's some, some parts of Scripture that you know I don't understand, and I know the church only has uh, a handful of definitive uh, interpretations of certain passages, right? And so when we, we hear the priest say, well, this is, this is what Jesus is saying, or this is what this passage means. Right, yeah. You yeah. Know, and again, you know... And you that's, get... that's part of our tradition, you know, that Scripture alone, and this is why sola scriptura just falls short, Scripture was never meant to be interpreted alone. It's, it's, it's interpreted within the context of our tradition and, our, and of revelation. You know, so it, it, first, we, we could never even have Scripture alone because it, it would have never been handed down to you. It's, it's only been handed down to us because of our church and our tradition preserving that and, and handing it forth to us. So not only in the handing it on to us, it's also handed on with, with our, our tradition and our understanding context, contextually of what that, what that passage or what that means within the whole essence of our faith. Mm-hmm. So when we transition into the liturgy of the Eucharist, there's also quite a few prayers that the priest says, and most of them are from from the scriptures. It's very scriptural. A lot yeah. Of the so the entire hear. Mass um, is really, and if you've ever read Scott Hahn's The Lamb's Supper, you know he just goes through his absolute. Uh, in Rome, sweet home, he 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 talks about his conversion of the first time he went to a Catholic Mass, and he he heard. All of these uh, phrases from Scripture weave together so beautifully, and he, he he said, "Wow, this is how Scripture is supposed to be proclaimed. You know, this is how the Word of God is supposed to be. Um, you know, so yeah, the entire Mass and all the Mass parts are scriptural. They come from Scripture, and uh, they're woven together beautifully in this way of worship um, that that um, goes beyond what they could be." just on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a whole flow and, and a structure to Mass that so wonderfully meets us where we're at and helps us enter into heaven on earth. You know, so even from the very beginning, the, the, the first part is the gathering of all the, the faithful and, and the entrance. So, you know, think about everybody coming into Mass. Uh, you come in from whatever maybe you've been working all week and maybe you even worked the night shift and you're tired maybe you're a morning person you're wide awake maybe you got your kids with you. everybody comes from all different walks of life and we're gathered together you know so no, no matter what you're going through in life you have this moment of gathering where you just come together just to be together 
um, with whatever's going on and to, to be in the presence of God. And, uh, you know, during that, that entrance, right, the, you'll see the procession. You know, so the altar servers come forward, the lectors, the canners, and, and the priest, and uh, there's, there's this notion of God entering into our gathering. You know, so we gather together in our own unique walks of life, but, but when we're in community and, you know, two, two or three are gathered together in his name, God begins to enter. And, and, and we, we, get, we get to see this in the procession, um, this movement in of God into, into our gathering. So that's the first part is the, the gathering, right? And Another thing I'd just like to mention real quick, Father, is something that uh, Scott Hahn and, and a lot of writers have brought to, to light is that there's a heavenly host yeah. there, angels. There's right. people we can't see that are at every mass yes. worshiping God with us. Yeah. Heavenly hosts, angels, saints. We're surrounded by all the angels and saints. And that's a why I say like... A cloud of witnesses, right? A, the cloud of witnesses. And if you want to be close to your loved one, you know, who's gone before you, there's no place to be closer than them than at mass. Because if, if they if they are with Jesus, and if Jesus has brought them to himself in, in, in their death and in his resurrection, and we're with Jesus in the Eucharist, then we get to be with them. And not only them, but all the, the angels and saints and the, the whole heavenly host, as you mentioned. Yeah, so in the gathering, that's a, a, a wonderful So addition. one more reason to go, to go to Mass every Sunday, if not every day. Right, again, you to can't, be with your you can't do that on your own, before. but we are gathered together in the Eucharist. Only at church that can mm-hmm. happen. Awesome. So, um, you know, the, the next part that follows right after that, and I think this is so significant, is after the greeting, the, the priest always, every Mass starts with the, the penitential rite. So we take a moment and we call to mind our sins, and the priest will say this. But here's the important thing: I don't think people. Well, I mean, I hope people do it, but sometimes I think we're on autopilot. You know, so the priest says, "Take a moment, call to mind your sins. Um, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy." Lord. But if we actually stop and call to mind our sin, what am I struggling with right now? What do I need to be freed from? You know, what have I done this week that I feel bad about and guilty about, and and haven't been able to shake? If we enter into mass like that, we're gonna we're gonna walk out of there with a whole new freedom, you know. So it's so important that we actually are aware of this part of the mass. And it's sometimes we're sometimes people are actually driving in after this, you know. Like if there's this notion that if we can get into mass by the gospel, we're okay. But no, you want to be there for the penitential rite because that's that moment where you're cleansed of your sins. Whatever sin you have, you can bring it to God right there and experience his, his forgiveness and his mercy for that. But I need more than two or three seconds to do that. Well, yeah, so it's important I to prepare about... <laughs> uh, beforehand. So the, one of the, the famous lines that I love, and it does not apply to me, is if you come to Mass on time, you're late. And the idea is that we need to go early so that we can prepare. And some of that preparation might be calling to mind what our sins are so that when we get to the penitential right, we're already ready for it. You know, we know this is what I need God for you to forgive me for. And then it does just take a a moment. Um, After the penitential right is, is the glory, which of course is, is sung and, uh, and the prayer. This is another part I think that's often overlooked. You know, the priest, sometimes we think the priest says his prayer, but the prayer is actually called the collect and the opening prayer. The priest is actually collecting all of your prayers and offering them to the Father. So when the priest says, let us pray, they're, they're usually, or hopefully, there's a silence. So the priest is supposed to say, let us pray, and there's silence. Now, some, some people think that's just the cue for the book bearer to get up there. But really, that silence is for you to offer your prayer. 
So in that silence, all the prayers are offered to God, and then the priest collects them all. He raises their hand, his hands, and he, he lifts your prayers to the, to the Father. So again, it's only a moment that you have. So it's good if you know what you're going to pray for before Mass. So if you think about that beforehand, God, what do I need? Or what, you know, what, 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 what do I hope for in this mass? And then you offer that with the entire community to God. I've never heard that before. It's powerful. Father. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's the opening prayer and the collect. It's, I didn't it's know not that. just the priest, but it's him collecting all of your prayers. So again, it's important if you go to mass prepared to actually want to pray something. Um, we, we heard, of course, before that the, we go into the liturgy of the word at that point and we hear, uh, from the different readings and again, Another point where God is speaking to you. So um, after that, then we get to to the to the actual Eucharist, where there's the Eucharistic prayer, and and during those spoken words of "This is my body, this is my blood," we actually get to experience the real presence and the, the body of blood of, of Christ coming into our lives. And after experiencing all the Mass, then we receive that actual sacrament, and, and God comes into our lives. So that's that's the whole structure of the Mass. Okay, excellent. You've been listening to Father Michael Denk as we go through the UCAT, going through the different parts of the Mass. Father, could we have your blessing, please? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Don't forget about the Living Bread Radio app for your Apple or Android device. It's available for free at the iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Just look for Living Bread Radio. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.